1: But what the third hit on Google. Ten starscream coats, useful in the workplace. Waka waka waka! <laughs> I did a transform.
2: Before boys began, there was the lore. We know not where it comes from, but know that it has the power to create nerds. So, lore boys here, the internet's number one fake history podcast. Uh, I am your prime, Peter O'Donohue, and I am joined by
0: Ethan Bot online, James, and I'll explode probably ten times this episode. <laughs> That's the first one. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah there's one. We yeah. got one down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so today's beautiful disaster was request, uh, beautiful disaster request for Michael Bay's Transformers. Specifically, comes from patrons Sarah uh, and David, last name withheld, along with the Welfare Queen's Coffin Cat and Forest Temple. Uh, so thank you, and welcome to our newest patron, Panacea.
1: Yeah, welcome, Panacea. Yeah. yeah. Panacea so, was
0: uh, the patrons all st- all used to be one uh, back in the day. It was uh, called Panacea and yeah. over time they, they split apart and now we have it eventually break. broke apart yeah 54 patrons yeah into fifty four. <laughs> <parts, yeah. laughs> well it
2: depends on how you define a patron in the same way it depends on how you define a continent right 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 because north and south america are only divided by the uh panama canal which is man-made yeah right
0: yep yeah, so and the same it... thing
2: with africa and the asian continent because um, the suez is in what like egypt and That area, the Suez Canal, is also Asia
0: Asia's always way bigger than I expect it to be. I
1: mean, it's big. Some would say it's the biggest of the continents.
0: Yeah, like the Middle East. It depends on how you define a continent. Middle East is in Asia, isn't it? Yeah. In it? it. (laughs) Yeah, what's it do you? (laughs) Who's asking? (laughs) I don't know. I just never thought of the Middle East as being in Asia until recently, I guess.
1: Where'd you think of it being?
0: The Middle East. East. I don't know. Somewhere else. (laughs) Like some island? East Earth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where is Russia? Europe or is that Asia? It's Russia like, is
1: uh, mostly um, Asia. Yeah, but uh, geopolitically, pretty yeah. European.
2: Culturally, most of the big cities are very close to Europe because of where they're yep. located. And then you've got like the—I mean, a lot like Canada. It's got its own, like, different people out in yeah. further north. But also, yeah. like, Russia is like. Broadly uninhabited, just like Canada is, because yeah. it's like there's no animals and no plants and nothing.
0: Yeah, like 50% of the Canadian population lives within a one hour drive to the American border. It's,
2: I think it's higher than that. Yeah, yeah, it might, might be.
0: Higher. Oh, oh, no, 50% of the population is below. Uh, the Canadian and American border that goes across the middle because we dip yeah. down yeah. there where Toronto and everything is. If, and if you
1: if you take the average latitude of the border and you, like, average it out, it's like over half the population lives, like, south of the Canadian-U.S. border average, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, That's yeah. just a weird, weird way that the the lines were drawn at some point. Yeah. And yeah. oh, by weird, it's because they followed the St. Lawrence River. <laughs> I, <laughs> I blew up. Oh, we got two. Oh, there's I'm your good. first explosion. Good. So I mean
2: explosion. Jamie <laughs> clearly uh, is familiar, but uh, lads, have you seen the Michael Bay Transformers movies?
0: Is that the is that the Megan Fox Shia LeBeouf? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen at least the first couple.
1: Yeah, I've seen. I, I said it before the show. I've seen definitely the first one, several times, almost certainly the second one, and probably the third one. Okay. Definitely not any of the ones past that.
0: Whatever. The first one came out, and I was just, like, a young teenager, I think, at this point. I thought Megan Fox was the most beautiful girl in the world. I thought she was so pretty. Yeah, she, yeah. I mean, still is. Yeah. Like,
2: a very beautiful girl. Um, She was pretty cool and talented for a while, and then kind of went crazy, and now drinks Machine Gun Kelly's blood. What? Yeah.
0: I missed that whole arc okay
2: it's recent i I can't remember where i saw it but yeah it's just like oh yeah like like one she's with machine gun kelly
0: yeah, and
2: then two uh apparently they semi-regularly consume each other's blood i guess and it's not even like him getting his red wings sort of situation like straight up drink their blood
0: (laughs) (laughs) i remember having a movie night with my family and we're all sitting crammed into the living room and there's that scene where she's like working on the car like leaned over the hood or whatever yeah and i'm like Try, like my, I am hope my, my parents aren't looking at me right now because I'm getting too much out of <laughs> looking at this movie exactly.
1: Jamie's eyes just, like popping out of his head. Yeah. Like, rolls <laughs> out of yeah. his mouth. the floor, then rolls across the floor. Yeah, I'm stomping. TV, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the,
2: the, you
0: hit yourself in the head with the
2: shoe. That cartoon wolf. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I Pan my... Am
0: did it to us all, all again later, right? Oh, the, yeah. From yeah. Cyberpunk? Yeah, she did yeah. the, the that, lean over
2: the that's car an thing, Ooga.
0: too.
1: Yep. Yep. And those are the two, first... the two times in history that shot has ever been used to yep. exploit a woman's bottom. bottom. And that's,
2: I think we're done as a society. <laughs> the exploitation <Yeah>. of women. <laughs> <laughs> um, Get him out of here! I think my my, my first awooga was uh, American Pie, which... Um, my buddy's parents had rented on VHS and we weren't supposed to watch it, but his parents were gone. I was like, like six you,
1: or seven. You say first movie? Are you talking about your first boner? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie was talking about it. Well, that, that wasn't was my first like, He praised
1: it as his first boner. Wasn't well, my first
2: one, but I thought <laughs> it just said, I, mean, I was
1: watching Transformers with my parents and it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe was I was first? talking but about it the first well. time my eyes popped
2: out of my head and my tongue rolled
1: across Adrian's carpet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right? Jamie's parents saw that he was coveting a woman and uh, cut off his genitals. So yeah. it was not his first, but was his last.
0: I've been here ever <laughs> since. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jamie's been a eunuch this whole time. And he has uh-huh. the voice of an angel. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, his voice never cracked because they, they castrated him when he yeah. got, got horny and transformed. I act like No Lie had a really high voice when I was a kid. Like, I didn't get I'm not a eunuch spoilers but uh, <laughs> no, they, had, they just got off the dick they left it, the balls.
1: <laughs> in,
0: in my grade eight um like christmas play i got the lead solo singing part over all the girls because i could hit the notes and mm. yeah and i won the music award that year and ethan won the acting award that was very cool Yo, yeah, very cute look at us Nat. arty boys yeah here we are yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I've always had a soft spot for the Transformers movies, because, like, with my antenna at home, one of the few shows that I could catch on air, like, like on literal air, was Beast Wars. Um, and, like, kind of as I've aged, I've refined my palate a bit, and, like, none of the Transformers movies are good, but I really like the first and the third ones. And I think if you—there is—if I had the time, you could edit both down into a single good film, because there's a <laughs> lot of good concepts— that like are on screen for 20 seconds and then Jamie explodes for a third time. Basically. There we go. Oh, thank you. Shit. Yeah. So like there's really good basises for characters and very good basis for fiction and very good like it's good transformers. It's just buried, right? Like under under a lot of that and also like working in vfx now has like kind of given me a newer appreciation because uh, there was like a period of time where i was like well i can't believe i like those but when i worked with guys who have worked on those films or like work in cg and admire them as like vfx art i do have a new appreciation like i know the first uh cg soup i ever worked with was just like oh yeah you like transformers because I-, I have one on my desk at uh, at the office And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that scene where the worm, like, constricts this, there's a giant mechanical fucking worm in the third movie, and it just, like, constricts this building, and it's, like, chewing through it, and all the paper and glass is falling down. He's like, did you know that took, like, that took, like, ten hours per frame to render it, rendered for a month and a half. And i was just like, I'm like, wow, well, like, one, that's insane, and two, it's kind of geeky that you're into that, like, (laughs) yeah, we rendered a single shot for a month and a half.
1: I uh I don't know if I have seen the third one. It's got worms in it. I never watch movies with worms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. What yeah. what about Tremors? You never watched Tremors? I've never seen Tremors. No, it's got oh. worms in it, Peter. Didn't I just fucking say that I don't I'm watch just movies checking. with worms?
0: Just in case, you know yeah. what? Surprisingly, we didn't run into more worms in another. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, lead character in uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Why didn't we have more worms and holes? There's a lot of holes. You know? Oh, because
2: I had them sp- spotted lizards.
1: Oh true. Oh, yeah, spotted right. lizards catch all the all the worms, yeah. All
2: yeah,
1: yeah. right. To say, the early, the early spotted lizard catch gets the worm. Yeah, yeah.
2: That
0: was That's one true. of the required reading uh in I think grade five or something. Holes yeah, was one too. group. And then I the... remember
2: it was like the kid from even Stevens was in holes, and then yeah. after that he was in Transformers, and I still knew him as even Stevens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I forgot what my point was.
1: But For the other group, not the holes group.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Oh, it's in the other group. Yeah, yeah, I think we read The Hatchet or Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Either one. I had to read all did. three of those
1: because I read Hatchet as well, and I did yeah. like it.
0: I like The
2: Hatchet. Lion, the
1: Witch, and the Wardrobe. Isn't that the second one? It'd be weird if you had to read that one.
2: No, is, is that not the first one? Prince Caspian is the, the, the first
0: one. Oh, okay. Prince Caspian. Um, I, I had never read Prince Caspian. I remember it was assigned reading, but I the, had like did,
1: the, the Magician's o- Nephew is the first one. Oh, is it? it? Fritz Caspian's the, I think third. Prince the third, maybe. Oh no! It looks like uh, it looks like it is the language in the word Wardrobe. Magician's nephew's like the last one. No wonder when I tried to read them when I was young, the Magician's nephew didn't make any sense to me, and I no. never finished reading <laughs> the series. Yeah, I started with the sixth book.
0: I I had all six books or however many they are in one giant book. So I had like this huge oh tome. like a tome yeah, yeah yeah that I would carry around, and I thought I was so cool. I'm like I won't use the the school issued one. I'll just flip halfway through my book and read from my book so
1: (laughs) i'll just read in a much more inconvenient way exactly Uh, yeah hmm. yeah one of those nerds i saw a girl get on the subway
2: a couple days ago and she was clearly a celloist because she had a cello with her but she was like a five five little asian girl and her cello was like cellist cellist. is it a cellist i think it's cellist. cellist. yeah yeah. regardless she was wheeling around a cello that was twice her height and i was just like man i'd hate to be you just like you? struggling so much and
0: no one was helping her <laughs> and i I, didn't want to be the guy to do it because i was just kind of laughing at her that's one of those instruments that's either so beautiful when you hear it or so yeah. god awful like you, you...
1: any of those like high tension strings like violin too yeah. like yeah. like learning violin is like the most painful experience ever but can just produce the most beautiful sounds like,
0: yeah
1: uh, yeah there was a fiddle at the bar we were at last night.
0: Yeah, my dad was really into it. He was, like, yeah. taking up half the, the aisle because it's, like, pretty much a hallway the bar we were in. And he's, like, sitting in a chair just, like, in the middle. And everybody had to, like, go sideways to get around him. But yeah, he was just, like... probably's
2: a big fella, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a classic Bob Power move. And he's just it?
0: clapping. I'm, like, I kept asking. him, like, Dad, you want to switch with me? Because you can be oh, the on bench? the bench. Yeah, the bench is comfortable. He's a big guy, yeah. you know? Chair's probably a little too small for him. But, no, he he planned it from the beginning because he knows there's music and he wanted to have a a uh, bird's no, eye view no line, yeah, no line yeah, sight, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah a bird's eye view yeah birds notorious for standing in the middle of somewhere and just <laughs> <going>. <laughs>
1: and sitting sitting below like below the, the weeds so he's got to like peer through the crowd of people to see yeah. it like,
0: well, it, yeah. a peng- like the maybe f- i meant to panger feathers yeah.
1: yeah yeah
2: oh yeah exactly. your dad wanted a penguin's eye view of the live it, music right it's the, <laughs> it's the
1: bird's eye view of the spotted lizard who's currently catching the worm. That's what their exactly. view is yeah. at that, that Yeah. Meant. yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So, uh, one last thing regarding VFX,
2: because one of the things I do know about Michael Bay, especially talking about people who, I've, who have worked with him now, um, he knows what the movie is supposed to look like at the end, which is a problem with a lot of directors these days, because Hollywood is pumping out so much content that, like, it's not your imagination. Movies do look worse and are written worse because they're being produced... In such high quantities that there aren't enough people to actually do the work. So, like, Transformers does... It came out in 2007. It does look better than anything that's come out recently. Still. It still holds up. Hmm. And that's because the guy making it knew what it was gonna look like. And I won't... I won't name names. I worked with a few directors who have no fucking idea what VFX is. They think it takes an afternoon to just copy paste an image over an actor basically
1: (laughs) wait like doesn't
2: you're saying it yeah it takes Uh. a few it it takes dozens of people a few days to finish a shot
1: (laughs) i remember
0: like listening to an interview about uh like that tony stark dude he was just tired of wearing the mask uh he's like i don't want to act in this thing so you know what just cg it on my face I just added yeah. a bunch of work for them because he didn't want to wear a mask yeah. during the yeah yeah
2: and also the I, I've definitely criticized it before. This is not like a movie that anyone I know has worked on, but like in the Avengers when Tony gets his liquid metal Iron Man suit, looks like shit. That's Looked it. like shit the day it came out. It looks worse than the first Iron Man movie where it was like hard panels, but like yeah, his the, the like slime that coats him, and because he didn't want to wear the helmet anymore, looks yeah. terrible.
0: Oh, I don't know why this reminded me. Guys, we should all get Goat Simulator three and play it together. It <laughs>
1: looks so. I don't know why that reminded you either. So. Well, because
0: yeah. slime. I, I getting covered in slime. There's you can be a pig, and you can just basically turn yourself into like a, a layer of pig shit over you or all the uh, other people that you're with. Um, okay. It looks just so fun, like to play as a group. You just wander around and collect collectibles, and just ridiculous shit happens, and it looks so fun.
2: I I remember in the first goat simulator, the giraffe was known as the tall goat, and that is still one of the funniest things I have (laughs) ever seen.
0: (laughs) It looks so so ridiculous. I watched like five minutes of someone streaming it, and I was laughing so much. I think it's
2: on Game Pass. I I mean, I'm down to fuck around with it. We should do it.
0: We should do it. Okay.
2: Um, and then before we get into the shit here, and before we turn ourselves into pig shit uh, for the rest of the episode, <laughs> um, the final gush I would like to give to the Transformers films is the score and the audio overall. Uh, Steve Jablonski's music is incredible and is just like fantastic movie music. And the audio of the Transformers like transforming. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Was that it? <laughs> all the like clinking exactly, and clanking yeah. and all the mechanical stuff is is brilliant like it's just there's like again there's, there's good little parts squirreled away in there but it's very much like i don't know if you guys ever had like the the glued together sand that you could chisel a plastic dinosaur skeleton out of toy sort of thing no
0: that's cool you, well, you would love that i did yeah obviously i did love it
2: yeah. yeah um it it's the the good parts of the transformers franchise at least the michael bay ones is the plastic t-rex skeleton at the center of of the dirt brick that you buy at a, at a hobby store, basically. Okay, gotcha. I think that would be my review of the five films. <laughs>
1: uh, a stunning review from Peter O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ringing endorsement.
2: Two dirt bricks, way way up. Said Roger. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so what happens in the continuity? Um, the guys writing these films, sure as shit, had no fucking idea. Everything was made up on the fly, like on the day they made it up because Mikey needed a new Transformers script to start shooting. Uh, So what I'm going to do is actually, instead of going in chronological order, we're going to go in the order the films came out so that we can insert the retcons and not give these people any kind of credit for planning this whole thing out like we would in a normal episode. Okay. Sure. Okay. So every story needs a little convenience. Um, During the planet-wide civil war uh, on the Transformers homeworld of Cybertron, and we do have previous episodes where we talk about some more, like legitimate Transformers fiction this one kind of picks and chooses whatever the fuck it wants like the Michael Bay movies also like the characters names broadly mean nothing it just like a name that was on a sheet and Mr. Bay probably pointed at one and then pointed at a vehicle he wanted to tr- turn into because he had to deal with GM and that was <laughs> the end of the
1: conversation Bara boom bara
0: Johnny Racecar
1: um
0: <laughs> that one? Yeah.
1: um Ka-chow. <laughs> are the cars from cars transformers yes okay good yeah, uh, it's part of the it's part of the it's part
2: of the canon but that's before they got their robot forms so the the transformers homeworld is uh cars okay yeah. So, uh, yeah yeah cybertron is in the whatever in the
0: nevada
1: desert was whatever. it the transformers
0: episode that you guys said i like to fuck cars way back yeah back. i think well,
1: so you you said you liked like to fuck cars. <laughs> yeah you okay. we, that's what we supported you brought it up and we like yeah. latched onto it real hard yeah yeah. The fact that you love fucking cars. No, I I re- clearly then we, and then, clearly... we met Pornhubcaps.com and then we yeah let it go. I think at some
0: point. I clearly remember <laughs> never saying that I love to fuck cars, but you just saying I love to fuck cars. <laughs> that does sound right. Yeah. That doesn't sound right.
1: It sounds I like don't you think said right something either. that heavily implied your true love for fucking cars. Throughout but, the episode, man.
0: like now, I was angry at first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still angry now. Turns out, yeah.
0: yeah, no, no, no. But by the end, I embraced it. The Caps was my idea, so. It's fine.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I I did love having that URL for the time that we had it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, anyway, the war on Cybertron that consumed the entire planet, the civil war between the two factions, the Autobots and the Decepticons, still canon. Um, On the homeworld of Cybertron, there was a life-giving cube called the Allspark, although colloquially they just call it The Cube. And Uh, to protect it from Megatron... Uh, Optimus and the Autobots just blindly launched
1: it into space. If we don't know where it is, they can't torture us to find out where it is.
2: Exactly.
1: That's yeah. Right. No and amount Lord of Cannon. Cybertronian waterboarding will get the get <laughs> the answer right. I know you said we're we're not giving them any free credit, but we'll we'll give them that Lore Boy's canon that it was. <laughs> Exactly. Waterboard <laughs> like- waterboarded with motor oil. Like. Yeah. I was trying to think like
0: what is the waterboard <laughs> equivalent? Yeah. yeah. Like, like the slowest. It's like, so job. thick, yeah. Or what if they keep their gas tanks like completely empty but like put in a drop just at a time so they could keep running but they never oh, yeah, feel yeah. like like they're able to they they, run, they
1: get a tube that runs like through the engine like through your through the pistons and then like yeah. all the way back to the gas tank and yeah. they feed they feed you through that they, they run the gas all the way through that yeah, yeah very yeah. uncomfortable yeah they hate it <laughs> <laughs> you got like the no never mind i'm not gonna do that one actually <laughs> <laughs> too dark <laughs> uh, <laughs> just jamming you know the uh when you're leaving like a parking lot or whatever uh and they have like the the tire poppers if you like leave in the wrong direction or you like oh enter yeah where you're the, not supposed to they the, have yeah, those yeah. and they're like they're like just jamming them. they're not popping the tires but they're just jamming them like in the area between the tires and the rim and just, oh like, yeah it's, it's like hitting under your fingernails Yeah, like <laughs> the bamboo under the fingernails oh <laughs> yeah
0: just open up the yeah, hood like- Open up the hood and just handful of sand into everything, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. see if yeah, you yeah. can get yeah, like, like some grits. Yeah,
2: like tapping the bamboo like between the like the door and the window, basically. Yeah. <laughs>
0: talk, <laughs> talk, tell
2: us where it is. <laughs> so after the launching of the cube blindly into space, uh, Megatron, the leader of the Decepticons, somehow found out where it was, and he had wanted it because it does create Transformers' life. We see in the first film that. If Shia the Beast dumbass drops it, it'll just like send out this pulse that brings a bunch of a, a bunch of machines to life. So there's like a Mountain Dew robot and a blender robot and right, uh, right. right? like that sort of thing. Like how it works is whatever. It just it just does. It just does transformers. It's like like that Panini
1: d- press robot in one of them, isn't there? Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and this in the second one, what Sam like drops a piece of it and like. All the appliances in his kitchen come to life. Yeah, so there's yeah. like a couple. There's a blender, a vacuum, a panini press. Uh, there's a
1: microwave. There's a little phone, Whoa. little bug phone thing, basically. I want a yeah.
0: Press. I, I think I'm gonna get a panini press.
1: Peter wants a bug phone, FBI. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah, uh, Megatron wanted to use it to create, a, like, I guess, like, create more robots on Cybertron, like whatever. He wanted to use it to like create an army, basically. Cool. Eventually. Uh, the Cube, after being launched blindly into space, the Cube crash-landed on Earth about 12,000 years ago in 10,000 BC, and this sets up the first film. So like I said, like every story, every plot needs a little bit of contrivance, and this one is fine. Because like, why are the Transformers on Earth in the first place? Well, it, luck, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Megatron at some point uh, decided that he was going to track it down himself and located it. Basically, based on his energy signature. However, when he came into Earth's atmosphere, he was pulled into the gravity, which disoriented him for some reason, and then he crashed into the Arctic, which uh-huh. knocked him out, and then he froze. I froze. remember right, the other
1: part right. that part. Right. Exactly. That's how, starts, eh? like, or, like, that's how it starts. They're like digging him up. Sorry? That's how it starts. They're like digging him up, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, like Pete yeah. did with his little dinosaur and his crusty that's sand thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: So now we've got uh, three three blocks of compressed sand, and
1: how many explosions, Jamie? Four. Four. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I, so man, you got you got to start pacing those explosions, dude. I feel like we're yeah, real, you're gonna, going to no, go. No, we're we just got to much. the opening scene of the first of five movies, and you're I, already four <laughs> in podcast wise. We're
0: twenty two, almost twenty three minutes. Four seems about right. I'm aiming for okay. five for thirty. You know, and okay. if we yeah, go right. long, you're
1: going by time, not by Pete's script. Pete's well, notoriously long scripts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see.
2: Yeah. Don't worry, I got five movies in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, an unknown of time after Megatron crashed. Uh, in 1897, Archibald Witwicky would stumble across uh, Megatron's frozen body. Um, with, like Within the film, uh, Archibald is said to be an explorer, and judging by his own dialogue, uh, he and his 41 sailors wanted to reach the Arctic Circle. Um, I don't want to split hairs kind of this early into the film's lore, But wanting to reach the Arctic Circle isn't really a real thing because it isn't a place. Um, the The Arctic Circle is the southernmost latitudinal line on Earth, where in the winter and in the summer, the solstices uh, and during the solstices, the sun never sets for an entire day and never comes up for an entire day. Okay. So the Arctic Circle is just it's anywhere you want it to be on the planet. Have you guys seen the Northern Lights IRL? I have, yeah, because I lived yeah. in Kujuac. Wait, uh, what yeah. do you mean it's anywhere you want it to be on the planet? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, in the in the loop that it's got. Like, within its <laughs> own latitude. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sorry. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, so for our reference, it's like halfway down Hudson's Bay, essentially. Yeah. Oh. It's like where it starts. Where, where, where about Thunder Bay? Nowhere Thunder near Thunder Bay. Jesus? No. Doesn't doesn't even get close to Thunder Bay. Oh, that's good, because...
0: Thunder Bay killed Terry Fox, you know.
1: That's true. Yeah, he was
0: assassinated by Thunder Bay. Yeah, <laughs> Americans don't know who Terry Fox is, by the way. I, f- I learned this in WoW. Uh, really? Only Canadians know. Why oh, would they? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I
2: can't name a famous jogger from the U.S. either. So, like, that's fair. <laughs> that's uh, really what's, face,
1: or
0: what's
2: her
1: face? Caitlin Jenner. You absolutely. can. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, that's yeah. like an
0: Olympian. <laughs> that's a different thing. There was fair. an Olympian that my grade seven and eight or gym teacher taught me about. That was American, but I can't remember his name now. Too bad. Was it Hercules? No, no, it was a guy, uh, some guy who was just really good at running.
2: Love that movie. Yeah, me too. Anyway, um, like within the, the, the film's fiction, it's not explained why Archibald Witwicki was trying to reach the Arctic Circle, uh, which again, like I said, doesn't really mean anything. Maybe they were like trying to reference the like the multiple explorers that had tried and failed to explore the Northwest Passage. Which was a theoretical trade route that you could go from the east coast of the uh, uh, the east coast of North America north and over to get to Asia that way, basically. Uh. Um, like maybe they were referencing it because it was popular. But like by the time that the Wikis were trying to explore <laughs> the northern Canada, the Franklin Expedition had already gone up and disappeared uh, with the Erebus and the Terror, like decades prior to that so like people knew it was there it had been mapped out So like why he was trying is unknown uh also i want to give a nice lore boys shout out to uh big man climate change uh because until 2009 there was too much ice to actually still reliably go through the northwest passage so we've had 13 good years of shipping plastic to japan so thank god
0: yeah Uh, go ahead no i i just had to look this up because i was like do planes fly over the poles sometimes or do we just go left right and they do there's yeah. transpolar flights there's a ton of them
1: definitely and not the south
0: pole right it looks like the north pole i'm looking at yeah there's no way you fly yeah south well
2: why... i don't, i don't think the fastest way to get from like <laughs> argentina to south africa is
0: to fly i, <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know argentina much about australia the... maybe i don't know much about the southern i i spend like Pretty much my whole life in the northern hemisphere. I don't think I've ever been to the southern hemisphere.
1: Okay, uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires to Perth does fly over Antarctica, That's not over the really, pole, not over the pole per se. Kind of a circuitous route around the edges of Antarctica. You probably don't want to fly over Antarctica just because if you crash, like you're definitely dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if the crash doesn't get you the ice desert will the fact is minus 85 yeah <laughs> oh, there... okay so this is great google <laughs> so i googled argentina australia flight path i was curious about the question that we were talking about and i see this one image that has like a bunch of lines flying like from like madagascar to new zealand and tasmania and they're all kind of going over <laughs> antarctica and then a big letter says, these flight routes do not exist. <laughs> and then I see the subject is, flat Earth, are Australia to South America flight real? <laughs> it's just very, very, thanks, Google, for, uh, for putting that right at the top for me.
0: I think I found one oh, of the South. God. Yeah, it doesn't go right over it. Like, like you said, it goes around. Uh, it's I'll literally like... It there. It's I the got third this one
1: now. that shows the Buenos Aires to Perth one, and then all the all the rec- related content ones are all like Flat Earth. Like this is this is debunked. <laughs> this is make believe. Yeah, Thanks it's, Google. It's cool.
2: What, well, what do they think it is? Do they think there's like 150 hours to fly from Buenos Aires to Perth? <laughs> in that case, it's like- they no. think
1: they think that all flights are shorter, but they waste time. Like all flights will waste time in the air to make it seem like they're longer to like maintain the illusion. Again, it's every single pilot in the world is also in on the conspiracy. That's So fucking stupid. More I mean, people I... are in on the conspiracy than are out on the, out of the conspiracy. Wow. So, yeah. Start.
0: Can we go, let's uh, pick up flight simulator and just uh, figure it out for ourselves. It's on Game Pass. I did the Ottawa to Montreal a bunch of times. It was it, great. Yeah, and you waited up in the air for an extra hour because uh
2: Well obviously to keep up the ruse, I played the game for six and a half hours to get from Ottawa to Montreal, which is like a forty one minute flight.
1: Right? Yeah, forty-one yeah, yeah. <laughs> minute flight, assuming there's a curvature to the earth, you idiot. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know I've been talking about a whole like a, a bunch of mad shit about the latitude and the lines around the earth. Like I, it's all fake. It's all transformed bullshit. <laughs>
0: Your cat's like bugging out back there. He's licking himself.
1: Mine is. No, oh no, mine is, is. Yeah, he's like he's right staring there. at the light. She's staring. Yeah, she'll do that. Yeah, oh. she's an idiot. She's <laughs> an animal with a
0: little
2: head and a tiny brain inside. Very cute. Um. Anyway, small so head, um. Smaller brain. <laughs> yeah, a small head, smaller brain. Exactly. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah megatron had crashed at some point in the arctic and was discovered by accident by archibald Witwicky when their uh when the ship was stuck in the pack ice basically some ice collapsed he fell into a cave that had megatron's body inside of it megatron briefly activated for like a couple of seconds when archibald had touched his hand and his navigation system like kind of lasered out of his eyes and then burned the coordinates into Archibald's glasses. So he had right. carved in, like, Cybertronian runes yeah. into the glasses he was wearing at the time, also blinding him. And then when he got back, I guess they abandoned the expedition. When he got back, he had been talking about how he had found a demon or something like that. Um, so the government took away his glasses and gave them to his son and put him in a loony bin where he just would rant and rave about the giant mechanical
1: monster that he had discovered in the Arctic. Cool. Crazy people don't deserve glasses. I've no. always said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's I, why I have ordered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> b- before the show, we were we were talking, and I was like, "Oh, I, I definitely saw the first one and the second one, I think, but I like won't remember any of it until you mentioned it." As soon as you said Whitwiki, I was like, "Oh yeah, there was like Ben Franklin's spectacles or something with like coordinates burned onto it." Um, so it's well, that's National Treasure, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But that's it. It's like well, pretty much the story of National Treasure, just with robots, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: National Treasure also is is like unequivocally good too. Like it's a good is Nicolas it? Cage movie. It's, it's a
1: great adventure it's movie. Bad. They're both great. I love them. It was bad. I watched I, it. I watched it, I've watched it relatively recently cuz Ariane, my wife really likes it, but She's it right. Bad.
0: I wa- was, last time it I bad. watched it was in like the dorm rooms, like in the shared area, and it was just a bunch of college kids laughing at this movie cuz we all thought it was so bad, but <laughs> anyway. It's a
2: good it's yeah. a good like summer blockbuster like jerry Bruckheimer was a good producer nick cage does a great job and it's like convoluted nonsense all i mean john voight is in that movie and in transformers so like they're two peas in a pod really (laughs) (laughs) so after locking him up uh this is archibald not john voight john voight is as far as i know alive and well and unincarcerated um the u.s government figured they'd follow up on the, the demon sightings in the arctic basically so they talked to a yeah the the at it by this point, the thirty-year-old Canada to just be like, "Hey guys, can we check what's in the attic?" Basically, mm-hmm. just in case we had a crazy man talking about a, talking about a demon. We're just going to take a look.
1: And We're just going to invade your invade your soil to see if you guys are storing a demon up there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we. I mean we had invaded the soil like 30 years earlier than that so i guess no not 30 years like hundreds of years earlier the confederation was in the 1860s we we were, we were britain it was uh, still yeah. england whenever <laughs> yeah i was the
2: dominion of canada i saw mm-hmm. a
0: funny reel and it's like the the <laughs> theme for shark tank playing and a guy walks up with a briefcase and he's like we will take 100% of your land for zero equity. Yeah, you <laughs> sent me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bum, bum. yeah, exactly. And he, was, he had like the, the colonial
2: tricorn and like the, the, the long coat <laughs> yeah. the, like the, like 12 white buttons across the front.
0: Yeah, yeah. If only it was that peaceful and. Uh, Great coat, though. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah.
2: Um, so, the government would eventually find Megatron and begin reverse engineering many of Earth's technologies off of him. So, in the film, Agent Seymour Simmons, that everything we use today was based off of Megatron's body, he names uh, microchips, lasers, space flight, and cars. Most of this is fine for sci fi engineering, except for the fact that the car had been invented like 30
1: years prior to that in Germany. It- it was only known as the automobile at that time. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> oh. Nobody was calling them cars yet. No, now, Toad had his motor car,
2: of course, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or frog and toad, whatever that one is. I didn't know Germany was first on that. Yeah, it was Mr. Benz of Mercedes Benz fame. Had in oh. had the patent for the motor car was in eighteen eighty six, so okay. thirteen years ahead of the I'll... discovery of Megatron.
0: The one I remembered is just like the one that got popularized because it was like made on an assembly line, so it was cheap enough for the average Joe to buy. The Model T? Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah, the Ford, yeah. Yeah, no, the patent itself for a, like, I don't know, like the internal combustion engine, like a vehicle powered by a gas engine was patented by Carl Benz in 1886. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, they stumble a little bit here with the fiction in the fact that it's like, yeah, man, we reverse engineered everything off of Megatron's body. Except for the fact that cars already existed and had existed for almost 15 years. Like, <laughs> m- maybe they made some improvements to it. Like, <laughs> Megatron had, like, airbags or something. Then that, that was the part that <laughs> they took from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the cube that had been launched in this space was first discovered by the American government in 1913. Um, and it's in the Southwest. Um, <clears throat> the U.S. government, under Herbert Hoover, built the hoover dam around it which is kind of ridiculous with the fact that this and if you've seen the movie you know it's like the size of a building so this gigantic yeah. alien cube had just been sitting in the american southwest for like millennia and the u.s had no idea it was there until 1913
0: wow yeah and then in, 20, and it was just, in the 2100s there'd be the battle for hoover dam uh because i've been exactly. playing that game lately yeah, yeah. in new vegas of, of course, course. yes yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's when you want to stop Caesar's Legion from getting the cube and creating more Roman Transformers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Obviously. The automaton. It's the automatons that that shut down the Legion, isn't it? But if you go with Mr Yes Man Mr. Or, house? Yeah, Mr. House, yeah, that's it.
2: Mr. Iceman. Yeah, I forgot.
0: No, I said Yes Man. I forgot uh, who's who's Yes oh, Man yes. In House, yeah. Yes
1: Man's the robot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. He's a, the robot right. companion that Mr. House sent to dig you up out of the grave that the courier or the that Benny left you in, I think.
2: Yeah. Doesn't yeah, yeah, he get exactly replaced? Cause, no, because it's the, the guy he has the cowboy on his TV screen is the guy who digs you up.
1: Yeah. But then, and
2: then ab- once you oh. get to New
0: Vegas, it's revealed that he's not just cowboy. He also, uh, Securitron or whatever. He's like a security guy face. And then he shows Mr. House's face too. You can show all these faces. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Because he's like Alabama Slam or something. And then he gets turned into Yes Man when he gets overwritten. And then the voice actor change, changes to one of the kids in the hall.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah. I think it's the little guy with the weird teeth. Also, the, okay. the new kid's in the hall on Amazon Prime. Pretty good.
0: Is it? Huh.
2: They're old. There's nudity. Like, if you ever wanted to see whatever Kevin McDonald's dick... It's on Amazon. <laughs> that's, where go go. Yeah, that's, you know that's where, where you You know where to go, go now. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever wanted to see the alien the alien secretary from Lilo and Stitch's penis, it's on Amazon Prime now. So nice. fucking go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so in 1931, President Hoover had the Hoover Dam built around the cube to hide his energy because they could detect it in some capacity. I guess like they could, like early radiation detection or whatever. But since I already knew about Megatron up north, and recognize like some of the, the metallic the whatever the metallic details the thing that he was made out of and some of the Cybertronian runes they're like yeah okay like I can see a pattern two things the same yeah Basically. two things same make pattern yes yeah and then Megatron was moved and stored in the in the Hoover Dam uh, in 1934 and he would eventually be called like like in the files NBE one which is non biological entity one okay. okay. Uh, other Cybertronians somehow learned of the location of the cube, possibly due to Megatron leaving like a post-it behind or maybe telling people where he had gone. Um so Starscream, Megatron's second in command, uh-uh. who turns into a fighter jet, yes. would arrive on Earth at some point. His barricade.
0: Voice is the best. His voice yeah, in uh, the old cartoons. It's just like <laughs> shrieking. Megatron! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: in the Michael Bay movie, in the first one, he has a single line of dialogue. He does not say Anything else? He okay. says, "I live to serve you, Lord Megatron." Or I guess he has two lines. Yeah, he says, "I live to serve you, Lord Megatron." Then Megatron asks where the cube is, and he says, "The humans have taken it." Okay. And that's it. He does not say anything for the rest of the movie. That's an easy gig. Yeah. In yeah. the yeah, exactly. It's that's like oh yeah, two lines of dialogue, and the voice actor was probably paid like to be in like a Michael Bay movie, like fifteen thousand dollars or yeah. something stupid, <laughs> right? Nice. <laughs> okay,
1: I just I just looked up at a Starscream dialogue because I was curious. I remember. I, I vaguely remember them being, like, like asking for, like, a roll call or whatever and people, like, checking in. But I think it was the Autobots, not the Decepticon, so it must have been somebody else that I'm thinking of. But what? The third hit on Google. Ten Starscream coats. Useful in the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> hit me. Hit me. Uh, from the Transformers 1984, More Than Meets the Eye, Part 3. It's time for action, not words. I am the leader of the future. Say that okay. in a
0: meeting. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: again, from the show, a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court is the ep- episode. Faster, you malingering peasants. Uh, that's a great good one. one. Good for us managers. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to use yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we got the trans- Transformers the movie from 1986. Do I have a second on that? <laughs> and the context is. Starscream, being the opportuni- we- opportunistic weasel that he is, saw a chance to overthrow a seriously injured Megatron by suggesting all near-death Decepticons be jettisoned into space so that healthy Decepticons can save themselves. So then I guess he's looking for someone to second him on this idea to, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like let's guard the wounded. Uh-huh. Uh, Transformers Prime twenty eleven. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Classic quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've. Ever
0: said anything close to that in the workplace. I I wouldn't
2: credit that one to Starscream either. I think normal people say that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, I I mean, like, he could say it, but I I feel like I don't actually say anything like that. I don't know. Uh,
1: I think Alfred Hitchcock said it in The Birds. He was talking to one of the birds. He said, Hey, bird, scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I believe you. Why would you scratch (laughs) a bird? Uh, You pat him. It's itchy. Oh. Um, Transformers the show, Auto Berserk the episode. You would be supreme. Uh, not sure. Ah, flattery will get you flattened, vermin. Uh, again, these are ah, for the workplace, good. guys. So are for the workplace. Wow. Don't, don't think about using these at a party. You when guys. you're driving your forklift recklessly,
2: looking at both your hands and not <laughs> yeah. using the steering wheel, you, just, yeah. you can just be like, <laughs> flattery
0: will get you flattened, and then, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> or, or say faster, you malingering peasants, and then ram into a person who's not on a forklift. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Even better. <laughs> you
1: do that. Okay, we, we got one from the, the Michael Bay movies here, uh, from the Fall of Cybertron. Uh, I hear this is where all the idiots hang out. That's a great one to say.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say that next time I join a fucking meeting. That's a that is good man. yeah. Uh,
1: there's a don't start with me woman, which again, uh, I, I will credit Starscream on that more more problematic uh, <laughs> today than it was when he when he said it in 2008. Yeah definitely. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then finally one that I actually do think I say at work, which is just I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Okay, that one out. Oh,
2: yeah, I've, I've seen that one because I've seen a couple episodes of the old show and, and uh, Megatron's, like, kicking the shit out of him. And he's just like, you, you, like, why did you betray me? You're either treacherous or stupid. He's, like, groveling for peace. He's like, I'm <laughs> stupid,
0: I'm <just> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah. Boom, bang! That's another explosion. That makes five. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Starscream uh, was
2: already on Earth. Also, one of the nice little details in the first movie is uh, the... Decepticons use the same... They have, like, a hologram of a person in the like in the vehicle that they've turned into, and it's always the same guy. It is just, like, a middle-aged white guy with a mustache. So the, like, nice. helicopter pilot, the police officer, the fighter jet pilot, they're all the same dude, and it's, like, pretty interesting. They just, like, scanned one guy, and they're like, good enough, and then they just all use the exact same person. What's the story <laughs> of
0: that guy, I wonder?
2: Yeah, I, I wish I could have done an episode on hologram guy from Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Starscream turns into a jet, uh, Barricade turns into a police car, uh, Brawl is a tank, Bonecrusher is something called a Buffalo Mine Clearing Vehicle, it's like this armored vehicle with like a arm on it that has a big fork, and it there just like s- scoops mines out of the ground. Cool. Um, and then Blackout, who is a large helicopter called a Pavlo, basically. Okay. Cool. So all these Decepticons sat and waited on Earth until the events of the first film, where Frenzy, who was another Decepticon, who turns into, like, a, like a CD boombox, and then eventually he gets decapitated, but his head survives, and he turns into a cell phone. Okay. Um, he was brought to the Hoover Dam by Michaela Baines, who is Megan Fox's character from the first two films. So oh. she cuts off his head in one of the fights with, like, a... Oh, like, and then
1: he she's her he's her cell phone or whatever that's exactly yeah Yeah. he
2: steals her phone transforms into it and disposes of her old phone yeah i think i think it is cool in the first movie that the decepticons will get rid of the thing they turn into like there's a line of dialogue saying that like when the, the opening sequence of the first transformers is great it's just a good transformers short film that the numbers on the side of the helicopter the U.S. military has no idea why it's there because it had been recorded as shot down like two two months prior to it showing up and mm-hmm. like yeah man it's 4500x on the tail It's because blackout had scanned the helicopter, destroyed it and killed everyone and then took its form so like frenzy scans Michaela's uh, cell phone transforms into it and then or throws it away and then transforms you into were, it basically
0: remember that scene where Starscream uh, scans her bike seat throws it away and goes quack 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 and turns into her bike seat. <laughs> <and> stays- <laughs> Yeah, it's just like bike seat with a nose on it. Yeah. Basically, it
1: was, so, it was so awkward when Daddy Megatron showed up. It was just like like shows up, sees the sees little frenzy ogling Megan Fox.
2: <laughs> so at the beginning of the film, uh, Blackout attacks a U.S. military base in Qatar, and he tries to hack into the network to find out where the cube and Megatron had been stored. But the staff cut the main network cable with an axe, uh, preventing him from finishing the job. He then enacted his no-witnesses policy and destroyed the entire base.
0: What's going um, on in Qatar right now? It's the World, World Cup? Cup? Okay. Nothing.
2: Yeah. Don't worry, but don't think about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough for me. Let's move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good enough for me. I'm just going to enjoy some soccer.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said, like, if, if there was—if you had 10 minutes— and 10 minutes of Transformers to consume, I think, the opening sequence of the first film with, with the blackout uh, attack on the military base. It's great. It's fun. There's a lot of tension. There's good pacing. Um, there's no Shia LaBeouf, which, frankly, is the best part. <laughs> like, any scene that doesn't have Shia LaBeouf in it is good. because um, I don't think I hate him, but Sam Witwicky, the character he plays, is awful. He is just a self-entitled, screaming little manlet who is mean to every single person around him. Okay. And he has no right to be uh, Megan Fox's bike seat, is what I <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, Pete's just mad that Megan Fox ended up with him and not. Yeah. <laughs> He's just watching the whole movie. Could have been me. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: Uh, So due to reused footage and some bad editing, Blackout is shown to still be in the Middle East flying over sand dunes approximately like 45 minutes before he joins the last fight, which is near Hoover Dam, so it's basically in Colorado.
1: Well, he flew over Antarctica. He of didn't course. he didn't he didn't waste time oh, uh, to, yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. any passengers to convince that the earth is a not flat. Michael Bay's yeah. in on it. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the
2: hologram pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Blackout's a flat earther. Got it. But, but, uh, the
1: Decepticons would be, I think, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Having been uh, to space and seen the Earth from space, of course they'd be flat earthers. They would know. They've yeah, seen uh-huh. the truth yeah
2: (laughs) so the lone autobot who came to earth uh prior to the rest of them was bumblebee who transformed into a yellow 1967 chevy camaro and later into a newer 2006 yellow camaro and uh we will get into more of why he's here after the break
0: ready to pop the question In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our break as much as we did. Uh, so Shiloh character, Sam Whitwicky, tries to sell his great-great-grandfather's glasses on eBay so that he can make enough money to buy his first car. He had a deal with his dad. He was like, if you can get two grand and A's in high school and $2,000, right? Or two grand, yeah. I said that already. If you can get the money and the good grades, I will and
1: pay also, the other half of a car. And also $1,000 twice. Huh. Yes. And also bring me $2,000 bills. Yeah. Huh. No. And 10 $200 bills. If you can yeah. find them. If you can find them. Is, is Megan Fox working on the car that he's
0: trying to buy? Is that how he meets her? That's afterwards. She right. is the high school, like,
2: jock's not really girlfriend because she never breaks up with him. She's just like his attache, basically. Okay. And then uh, at some point, like, gets into a fight with him or something, and then Sam picks her up when he is driving his car.
1: Okay, yeah. right, right. And, and his car is, of course, a how, how to do cars. cars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because
2: her dad is a mechanic and he's, like, in jail, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, her dad was a mechanic who taught her how to repair cars. So she's... she's Honestly, there, there's like a good video essay by uh, Lindsay Ellis, who was like the nostalgia chick. She's just like, no, the only person who gets an arc in the Transformers films is Megan Fox. Like, <laughs> like, her character gets to develop. Like, her life advances. Michael Bay clearly hates the audience, who he sees as a screaming manlet in Shia LaBeouf, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Megan has... She's courageous. She's like industrious and creative, and can repair cars, and and all this other like all the positive aspects of like a, a fictional character go to her, and she gets an arc between the first two films, whereas Shia doesn't. Sam Witwicky does not get better at all. Okay. Six. Thank you. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> um, right. So anyway, um, because. Sam was trying to sell his grandfather's glasses that had the coordinates of the cube on eBay. The Autobots had, I guess, been in orbit monitoring Earth's communications to see if someone would talk about the cube's location. So they discovered Sam's grandfather's glasses on eBay and then sent Bumblebee to Earth to be bought by Sam when he had to go buy his first car. So that he could be protected since he had the glasses that had the coordinates of the cube on it. All right. We follow the plot of the first film so far. Yeah, Yeah. I got
1: it. Seems a little convoluted, but I
2: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Eventually, Bumblebee signals the other Autobots who are in orbit. They come down and the events of the first film occur. Uh, This would see the defeat and death of most of the Decepticons uh, barricade the cop car. um, Frankly, probably due to bad writing just disappears from the movie with no explanation. <laughs> very good. He takes like a turnpike at one point and is never seen again until the fifth yeah. film. <laughs> so <it's just> like... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Stars- and Starscream, because yeah. Starscream is very cool in the first one. He transforms into a fighter jet. He takes down a bunch of other human jets and then goes into space basically after everybody is killed. Yeah. Uh, Megatron is also killed uh, when... Sam takes the life giving cube and presses it into Megatron's chest, and this was like Optimus's plan the whole time. He's like, "If I can't kill Megatron, I'm gonna fuse the cube with my spark, which is like the Transformer's heart, and it'll yeah. destroy us both." I don't know why the life giving cube, when like reunited with the life it created, destroys both of them and then evaporates. Doesn't matter. Two lives but... make a death. Uh, that's true. Oh, that's fair actually. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking to new parent, Ethan, we know that two lives do indeed make a death, right? (laughs) I can hear it coming. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, the cube is fused with Megatron and it kills him. The U.S. military kind of very, it's very, it's a very scrappy fight. They do manage to defeat most of them. And then Starscream escapes into space. Uh, the Transformer corpses were then disposed of in the Laurentian Abyss. Uh, abyss excuse me. Uh, this is a place the movie claims is the deepest part of the ocean. It's in the Atlantic near in, near Eastern Canada. Uh, this isn't true. And even by the 1870s, it was well known that the deepest part of the ocean that we do about was Challenger man. Deep near Japan.
0: It's not Marianas Trench?
2: Uh, Challenger Deep's at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Oh. Yeah. So for some reason in this... 2007 film, uh that, you know, postdated the nineteenth century explorers <laughs> by, you know, hundreds of years. They still claim that the Laurentian Abyss is it, abyss is the um most is the deepest part of the ocean. And that's Somebody's
1: really body. Somebody needed to gift these writers like an encyclopedia before they wrote <laughs> this movie. Just, it, like... it, it, these writers needed a Wikipedia, just like they just needed to Google. Right. Like, like but Google existed in 2006. Of
2: course it did. <laughs> yeah. Someone needed to give it to them, right? Like they probably wrote it in 2006. So there was yeah. like definitely like, you know, like screen recorded whatever. What was that program you could use to record your um,
1: like they, un- unregistered bandy cam footage, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No idea what you're talking about. They needed to ask Jeeves, though. Jeeves could have told them. Perhaps. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, you know what?
0: If they did, uh, if they changed the location of The Deepest Part of the Ocean, it probably would have been a popular movie. <laughs> i'm just saying it's so po- nobody cares you don't have to, have to be of accurate yeah you just yeah, put yeah, more uh, you uh, put uh, a bunch uh, of <laughs> there's seven you just put yeah. a bunch of those in and everyone loves it yeah <laughs> i mean Maybe this is exploding at
2: us and exploding uh, on the podcast here <laughs> yeah this podcast has the most explosions of any podcast ever right yeah. don't look it up idiot <laughs> yeah um Right, so um, at the end of the first film, Optimus sends out a message to all uh, Autobots that are hiding among the stars, basically, and he invites them to come to Earth since it is now safe and the Decepticons are dead. Uh, This kind of ends up serving as an explanation as to why new characters just materialize out of nowhere in subsequent films. But um, not every character is killed off, so in a lot of the next movies, characters just show up and everybody acts like they've been there the whole time and other characters are gone and there is no explanation basically it's it cool i mean it's definitely just a deal between paramount and like auto manufacturers of just like please put a ferrari in the next movie and they were just <laughs> like we got an, we've only got enough money for so much cg so these characters that were in the previous one are no longer in this one. Uh,
0: is there any yeah. like grandpa like model t type guys so they have like a really old car (laughs) like an Ooga horn. There
2: is a World (laughs) War One tank in the fifth movie that lives
1: with Anthony Hopkins. Cool. (laughs) Good. yeah hopkins, and he's know. got the oh, wow. he's got the
2: little hat too and the and the mustache when he transforms they, cool. they
1: must they must have really got a, an autobot to transform into a dump truck full of money to get anthony hopkins on board for the <laughs> fifth transformers movie <laughs> 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 he is like on screen more than mark Wahlberg in the fifth movie he's like oh, yeah, uh, Mark basically basically that. He that. yeah that mark I marks in four and five yeah, wow i knew i knew it. he took over for shia labeouf he becomes mm-hmm. like the, the lead essentially when, that was yeah. when Shia LaBeouf went like full crazy. Was after the third, uh... I think. Yeah, so. yeah. Right, yeah. The
0: first
2: time he went full crazy because Shia, Shia's got a couple of public mental breakdowns that he's got to grapple with.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: probably. he's battling his demons. We all are. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. It can't be easy to oh. be a child star, too. Magic point yeah. from even Stevens to finding out the world just isn't so even Stevens.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: It's, I was uh, gonna say his mental health makes him a
1: really uneven Stephen. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine, imagine going from even Stevens to becoming Hollywood elite and finding out that the world is indeed evenly flat. Yeah, true. So, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, Pretty well,
0: The Autobots didn't send the Allspark. Well, does space still exist in flat Earth?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends now, which flat I... Earth are you talk to, but no. Like what? Like the the it's a dome. We're in a dome. It's put up there by NASA the stars are just lights oh. i think that's the prevalent the like the predominant uh flat earth talking point but literally you talk to any let's say there's let's say there's uh 10,000 flat earthers in a 10 mile radius hot flat earthers near you um i'm not i'm not lying <laughs> every single one of them will tell you something different and every single one of them will change their story the next time you talk to them you know what i mean like it'll always be slightly different tweaks on like this old thing and the classic like gish gallop where you'll ask them about that and they'll say you'll ask them about space they'll say no it's a dome you'll say that doesn't make any sense and then they'll say something about you know subterranean mole people or something yeah (laughs) I love that guy who bought that really expensive, like
0: ten thousand dollar machine to measure the flatness of the Earth or whatever. And he's like, "Well, I should get this measurement if it is flat, and this measurement if it's round." And, and then uh, immediately doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah, and immediately it just shows as round. And He's like, "Well, uh, immediately backpedaling." And, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, it's like a, It's like a doomsday prophecy too. It, it's just the the goalposts are ethereal. They they yeah. never existed, and they they. You set them up when you're talking, and then they disappear when you're done, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. Totally.
2: Um, so, uh, speaking of conspiracies, actually, uh, the second film, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, doesn't have like a whole lot of extra story. It is allegedly written during the writer's strike, so it was done in like a week, and they started shooting it before they'd finished the script. <laughs> but it does have a couple of retcons. So now we can start getting into the wild overcorrection that the the already pretty flimsy plot like had in the first place i think so re- we a,
0: established retcon as just being another autobot by the way on the, one of our last ones because it it's sounds a, it's like the, a third, it's the third part <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can vote autobot you can vote
2: decepticon yeah. don't throw your vote away on a retcon Yeah, he can't he can't win <laughs>
0: yeah keeps changing the story <laughs> <laughs>
1: although that historically does really well for politicians so. yeah right. say, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah we,
2: we'd be like in like a retcon fiefdom at that point yeah. <laughs> so as it turns out the 13 primes which we have an episode about it's the primeval transformers ones uh already knew earth existed Uh, This retcons the first line of dialogue in the entire first movie where Optimus claims that Earth had not been known until the cube crash landed on it. So one of the 13 Primes, Megatronus, uh, or the Fallen Prime, he's the Lucifer of the story, had come here during the Stone Age, basically, and built a machine called the Sun Harvester. Uh, This would convert our sun into Energon, which is the life-giving energy substance that Transformers live off of. Um... And, like, whatever. But that was a thing that he did. Um, where did he build it, though? Right? He built it in Egypt. And what was built around it to hide it? It was the fucking pyramids a pyramid. of Giza, baby. Oh, A pizza yeah. hut. Yeah, it was pizza. It was Pizza Hut. They so, built a pizza
1: hut on top of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: That's so the so pizza hut two bias, gets into... Uh, <laughs>
1: or
0: whatever. I forgot what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> The second Transformers film it came out in 2009 when the History Channel was, you know, like, maybe not balls deep into, but just the tip into ancient aliens. And this was, like, a fascinating subject that, uh, like, in the in the cultural zeitgeist. So, the second film is basically just, like, what if Transformers, the pyramids, basically. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, not Chariots of the Gods. This time. It was Revenge of the Fallen, which is okay. the book that weird Dutch guy wrote about using magnets
0: to build the pyramids or some
2: shit the fallen would be on like joe rogan talking about how it's impossible for people to move limestone bricks it was robots that did it basically <laughs> yeah,
0: that makes sense to me yeah
1: yeah
2: um the sun harvester however required the prime's matrix of leadership which is a thing from uh, transformers fiction is it's this in the 80s movie, it's like this kind of little sphere with handles on it. And it plugs into Optimus' chest. And you can plug it into other Transformers' chests as well. And if they're deemed worthy, they can become a Prime. Like in the 80s movie, uh, Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime, which is a <laughs> stupid fucking name. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Rodimus Prime. That's yeah,
2: man. I mean, I mean I, yeah. there's no Rodimus Prime if I get too drunk. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Eight. Yeah, that's eight. Yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering if you yeah. locked out for a second when you when you didn't immediately say that was eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm keeping track of it. Uh, so the sun harvests were required a primes matrix of leadership
2: leadership to be activated. However, since there was life on Earth at the time, the twelve non evil primes fused their physical bodies together to hide the matrix from the fallen. Uh, I'd like for you guys to guess where did they hide the matrix from the fallen? In the okay, so it came out of out of the pyramids. Is what we're saying. Uh, the, the Sun Harvester was in inside of the largest pyramid of Giza. I'm saying Stonehenge.
0: Okay. Um, pyramids again.
2: Yeah, uh, so no, no. Jamie's way closer. Uh, the Matrix of Leadership was basically hidden just in the desert, like 40 minutes away from the pyramids of Giza. Okay. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. These spacefaring robots uh, who have godlike powers because they're primeval transformers didn't take it off the planet or even on the fucking moon or throw it into the <laughs> ocean. They took it just down the road
1: to, <laughs> and killed themselves to protect. Yeah. And, and they're like, honestly, way easier to hide when they don't have those giant pyramids on top of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just, you just put it in the sand. Like who's going to go look in the sand, you know? Like...
2: Or it's like one of those fucking, like, it's like a gun safety VHS. They basically put it on like a shelf. So like hoping a toddler wouldn't bring it to school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so the fallen after being defeated by the other primes, and, like, cast away from his, like, pyramid project, hid seemingly, it's never said where he hid, but, like, Saturn's in the footage in the movie. He hid on one of the moons of Saturn and just kind of waited the entire time. Since Earth was under the protection of the Primes, and only a Prime can defeat another Prime, basically. Okay, uh, right. This doesn't make any fucking sense at all, because all the Primes killed themselves to hide the Matrix from him down the street from, or, like, they put the... Whatever they they put the prime on the they put the matrix on a top shelf and took the little stepladder away. I mean, yep. if a prime uh, kills
0: himself, it's still a prime killing a prime, right? It is, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Except for the fact that Optimus arrived, Optimus Prime arrived on Earth in 2007, so he has been hiding from nobody for like 12,000 years. It's <laughs> 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 just like chilling on Titan for some reason. Oh. oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. They would pretend to kill themselves so they, that I would put my guard down, and come to Earth. They could all ambush me, huh? Yeah, they would.
2: Uh-huh. yeah yeah uh, uh yeah uh, the the fallen megatron has spent ten thousand dollars on a machine that detects whether or not there are primes on earth and then <laughs> it r- ran it once realized it gave him the wrong result and then just like sat on saturn for the rest nice. of his life <laughs> nice. so transformers don't really age or die of old age unless like their character design has to change so he just like could have done it himself Right? Like, he could have gone back to Earth at any point. And the Prime, or the um, the Fallen, rather, he's one of the Primes in the movie. He's, he has, like, psychic powers. He can teleport, and he has, like, telekinesis and shit. Jeez. He doesn't actually transform in the movie, but he can do, like, crazy other shit, because he's basically the Transformers uh, uh, equivalent of a demigod. Cool. Yeah. So, he's just, like, kind of just, like, sat there <laughs> and <laughs> waited the entire time. Uh, so, eventually, at the end of the film, uh, Optimus, who was brought back to life by the Matrix that they found uh, on the top shelf in the closet, um, he's killed—if you also look at Transformers Forest Battle, that's another good little Transformers short film if you ever want to. Right. Um, Optimus is combined with Jetfire, who is a different Transformer who gets wounded, and then when he dies, he uses his parts to give uh, Optimus like, bigger guns and a jetpack. Um, he destroys the Sun Harvester and then kills the Fallen. Optimus pulls off the Fallen's face and then punches through his back to grab and crush his spark like he's Sub-Zero, basically. Cool. And this has been commented on by other people, but Optimus, after getting killed in the second film and being brought to life, comes back as an absolute lunatic. Like, Uh-oh. he is a... <laughs> he kills people with his bare hands to the point where this other podcast called Mr. Sunday Movies that was talking about it was just like, oh no, like... His catchphrase is just, I'll kill you. At the ah. point. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Optimus, like Optimus Prime. That's a cool uh, one. He point-blank executes multiple other Transformers throughout the series and kills a Transformer called Shockwave in the third film who is a Cyclops by punching into his throat and pulling out his single eye.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Oh. Yeah. It's,
2: it's Gruesome. The fact that they're not human, uh, the violence in the Transformers films is bonanas. Like, a lot of them for Some reason don't have guns, they have like swords and buzzsaw hands and shit like that. Damn. But other times, like
1: they literally pull each other apart, don't count if, if there's no blood That's or, true. or explosions. Yeah. <laughs> nine, yep, nine. well, there's definitely explosions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cars no, expl- in the third, sorry, cars explode. Yeah, that's cars how they do run. Do cars
0: explosions? explode? They run on explosions,
1: they do, they do run on tiny explosions. Yeah.
0: That's true, okay, yeah.
1: So the third film, Dark of the Moon,
2: uh, adds even more happy coincidences. Turns out Sentinel Prime, the Prime who had trained Optimus, tried to flee the war on Cybertron along with multiple devices called pillars uh, who, when arranged and activated properly, will open something called a space bridge so that they could like pull through Cybertron to another planet, strip mine it, and use the resources to repair their destroyed planet. Make
1: more cars! Make more 16-lane exactly. highways. Through Dallas. <laughs> yeah.
0: You gotta go down to the tire mines. <laughs> <Before> <laughs>
1: we're, not... <laughs> we're just melting some tires over here. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, what this... do you do to tires? You vulcanize them. Vulcan's another planet, huh? Think about it. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I don't know if you know this and made that reference
2: just like by sheer sure coincidence, but Leonard Nimoy voices Sentinel Prime in the third movie. Oh Spot,
1: I, uh, who that's... is a Vulcan. Completely, completely coincidence. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I assure you. I haven't seen the third one. I've definitely confirmed at this point that it, there's no way I've seen it. Yeah. It's good. It's the other good one. I like you, one. You three, said like National Treasure was good. And you said the first Transformer was good. So I don't trust your opinion, either, <laughs> Peter.
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: I'm curious, I say know. that. I'm sure you do. Saying it's good is uh, entirely different. I, I, uh, I like
2: it. And it's good are two different things. You're right. I'll give yeah. you that one. <laughs> I'll put in a little tenth <laughs> explosion for that. There, you get Thank you it. get that.
1: <laughs> Thank
2: you. No, peace so at me. the beginning of the third movie, um, it shows that the ship, which is called the Ark, is being shot down and disabled while trying to leave Cybertron. This means that it just drifted blindly for like hundreds of millions of football fields until conveniently crashing on Earth's moon in
0: 1961.
2: Cool. Uh, the detection of the crash of the ship is what led to the Soviet-U.S. space race.
0: Okay.
2: Oh. Okay. So, um, this was kept secret uh, from Optimus and the other Autobots within the film. Optimus is very disappointed that the U.S. government kept secrets from him. How dare they? Yeah. So After finding out, uh, the Autobots go to the moon, and Sentinel was recovered and brought back to Earth by the Autobots and reactivated with the Matrix's Leadership. He, however, had previously made a deal with Megatron, like... Thousands and thousands of years ago on Cybertron. Since the Autobots were losing the war, he made a deal with Megatron that he would go to another planet with his space bridge and you know, open that so that they could strip mine the resources. So the whole thing was just an entire it was just it was just all politics, basically. It was all all psyop. Yeah. I like Sentinel Prime as a character. Um I think the idea of the good guy kind of turned bad for political reasons like making shady deals thinking he's doing the right thing is an interesting arc. Um, Doesn't happen in the movie, obviously, because it's a Michael Bay film. But I Mm -hmm. think it's like that's another one of those like tiny kernels, another little plastic dinosaur bone in the brick that is just like, fuck, man, like he would be a great like. Breaking Bad anti-hero of like if you had a Transformers show about Sentinel Prime, yeah. Eventually, you know, like accepting the military-industrial complex and and and
0: befriending Megatron I mean, yeah. in an effort to save the planet. Basically, we don't right? get that though. There's no arcs, only sparks. In this yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, the arcs we actually. Peter <laughs>
1: wants Peter wants to see like a highly intelligent, uh, m- like autonomous car, uh, who just ends up making leaded gasoline in a trailer out in the desert. Yes. Right. And in a a Winnebago, which is also a. uh, It also in
2: itself is a Transformer. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So in the film, Megatron states that Sentinel was meant to rendezvous with him on Earth, but fate had waylaid them both. And this just isn't true because Sentinel's ship was shot down while it was leaving Cybertron. So he made a political backdoor deal with Megatron, who did not tell his own forces, like, hey, this one. Uh, that guy is going to win us the war. Don't shoot him out of the sky. (laughs) Because the beginning of the third film shows him being shot down within the atmosphere of Cybertron. He he, he doesn't even make it across. He he doesn't even get to turn on his blinkers and turn left. He's just out. They just just fucking, they they light him up immediately. He just didn't tell anyone that that was the plan. Um, Fate, or as I call it, bad writing, saw Sentinel Mm -hmm. crash onto Earth's moon, orbiting the planet where the cube had already landed and the same planet where the fallen had tried to build the sun harvester basically <laughs> he
0: crashed into the moon that's it's it's breaking bad but breaking like the brakes he, oh, yeah, uh, he didn't break very bad break he didn't break
2: bad breaking yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so after after stealing off chicago cybertron was partially teleported close to earth But when the pillars are deactivated um, and the portal starts to close, the planet starts to collapse in on itself, basically destroying Cybertron, like, as a whole. Optimus, known sane diplomat, then kills both Megatron and Sentinel Prime. Megatron he kills by hitting him in the face with an axe and then, like, over the shoulder pulling the axe out and, like, decapitating Megatron and peeling out his entire, like, spine, basically. And then he does a classic... Uh, freedom is right of all sentient beings optimist move by point-blank executing sentinel prime by shooting him in the head with megatron's shotgun cool good yeah so we're getting towards the end here uh the fourth film does not add much except that the transformers had say it with me now already come to earth at some point in prehistory but this time <laughs> they used again something- you mean Yeah. Again, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess this would be the furthest into the past that they've been to Earth, because what they were doing was using these things called seeds to kind of like bomb the surface of the Earth and convert it into an element that humans call transformium. It's like the metal that they're made out of, which is why it's like very fluid. It's why they can transform. And there's like a bunch of dinosaurs in the opening sequence of the fourth film.
1: I, it's like the it's the Jimmy Neutron meme where like Sheen is like, oh, this is the seventh time you've brought first time Transformers visited Earth to class. Uh, yeah. And tell, like. Basically. Outside. Yeah,
2: this is this is the earliest one, because this one now is like a hundred million years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um where are we here? Um so despite <laughs> despite apparently now being here for thousands of years. Uh, the Earth governments, mostly the U.S., blame the Transformers for all the conflict of the previous films. So, an organization called Cemetery Wind, which is set up by the U.S., uh, is has the purpose of hunting down and killing Transformers, like whether they're good or evil. So, they also like one of the first scenes in that one is they're killing one of the Autobots. The he they kill the ambulance Ratchet, the medic from the first three movies. They kill him. Um, they're taken and broken down, kind of recycled into Transformium by a Chinese company called KSI. And KSI is then using recycled Transformers parts to create Transformers, but they're drones, basically. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so, like, that's
1: the purpose. They also have, like, they're Megatron... All, they're robotic robots. Is what we're saying. Exactly. are t- yeah. just taking their free will. They're slaves, I guess. Right? you are yeah. just taking their free will away. They think yeah, they pretty think much the same way. They, they exist the same way.
2: <laughs> the transformations for the drones in, uh, in the fourth film are also like they don't transform. They like dissolve into a bunch of flying cubes and reform from like vehicle to robot. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's kind of lame. Actually,
0: yeah, this is at the point where it's just getting so far off. Of it's just magic trajectory. at this yeah. point. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: They, they might as well—they might as well like turn into a cloud of mist and yeah. and
1: reappear as as a Lamborghini, basically. <laughs> a cloud of bats reappear as Dracula. Like.
0: Yeah. How do they even sell the toys for that one? It's just like a pile of cubes they sell you and a drone. And you? I have a bunch oh, of the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of the the
2: Studio Series Transformers that I've been like slowly collecting. I don't have anything from the fourth movie because since there isn't a transformation in the film, the toys are terrible Uh. because it is because the fact that they don't have any car parts on them when they're a robot means most of the toy is just like, obviously they, they don't give you a pile of cubes, right? They have like the vehicle form, but the transformation is just like basically a shell. Where you just like you stand up a car and open up the back and fold it on and there's just a robot inside. Like none of the parts, none of the cool engineering, nothing, because there's no there's no like you know, like Megatron's new form doesn't have wheels on it he devo- he just turns into bats and comes back yeah. in his Dracula, right? Like, like yeah. that's that's the that's the problem with it.
1: The series really turned into bats at a certain
2: yeah. Uh, so- yeah, I mean, uh, Shia LaBeouf dissolved into a cloud of bats and reformed as Mark Wahlberg. as, as <laughs> <Yeah>. we know. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cemetery Wind also has Galvatron, or uh, makes Galvatron, because they had uh, Megatron's body from the third movie. Uh, Megatron was apparently still alive in some capacity, or like backed up into his own little, like I guess Transformers have a black box or something, because they kept trying to remake him and make him look like Optimus. And Stanley Tucci's character is very mad that the robot they're making is too evil. Okay. Like, it just looks too evil. So anyway, I mean, you just can't, like... But again, they're just building fucking transforming drones. So he's just like, you just can't blow up a wedding
1: in this economy anymore. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here? I don't want. I don't want our machines that blow up weddings to look evil. Come exactly. On. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's why. That's why the U.S. military's drones are all black, right? So you can't yeah. see the angry eyebrows. They just can't seem to get off. Them <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They just
0: make them look like doves now. So when they release the doves for the wedding, it just turns into drones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: But- the, all the subject of conspiracies, uh, birds aren't real. Is yeah. like bird is an acronym for basic information recording device.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. That and there's a the whole That's, thing. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's like, it's a backronym, right? Like it's all like the, cause the, birds it aren't, yeah. the birds aren't real conspiracy is a fake one. I think, or it started as a fake one. It might've taken, take a roost. If you, there's will. a YouTube, the one.
0: there's a YouTube video of like one of these guys who's organizing all the, the get togethers and stuff. And he really believes it. You know, I,
1: I yeah I, I do believe that people no have bought into it, but yeah. I do I think, and I'm basing this on nothing. Maybe it's just so ridiculous that I've always assumed. But there's like I, I, I there's thought like, it started on Reddit
0: as like a like a silly subreddit. It could have been, and then there, there started like he has a girlfriend too who wasn't in on this whole birds aren't real. She didn't believe it, but she's like, oh, well, we just gotta... I got to got to know him and I really liked him. Then he told me <laughs> birds aren't real and uh, we're still together and uh, it's like I, how could you like
2: deal with White the, is the most pillable people on the planet? Like I, I definitely mentioned when I started listening to QAA, I was like listening in, listening to it in the car with yeah, Dara. Dara yeah. Right? When we were together it was like the Wayfair conspiracy where Wayfair is smuggling children to different elite pedophiles. And when they were talking about the like setup behind it, it was just like it, it, whatever they were just like oh yeah all these kids have disappeared blah 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 like eight 20,000 kids a year and she's like oh my god that's terrible I'm like you're an idiot it's fake it's like,
1: not true yeah.
0: so <laughs> and the podcast year- is about being fake too it's not even about telling like the real story no okay? of course not it's a, de-
2: it's a debunking yeah. it's, a, it's a debunking podcast right yeah, and she was yeah. like oh my god I can't believe that's happening I'm like it, <laughs> it isn't <laughs> yeah. that's uh, according White to ladies to on
1: Facebook. Times, according to the New York Times who uh, claims Peter McIndoe is the creator of the Birds Aren't Real viral movement. That's me. Uh, it's supposed to be apparently fake. It's okay. it's fake and it's now he claims a movement to like combat like QAnon conspiracy, conspiracy theorists with the uh, like just out out lunatic them essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't so. think it's helping anything. Yeah, we've but... we've been, we've no, we've so been playing totally with lunatics for people a few to too many it. years <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You
1: can't you can't out crazy them, that's the problem. No, you cannot. Yeah. yeah. It's an arms race, you just don't win. No. Actually,
0: I heard um, uh, everything becomes not real unless you become a Lore Boys patron.
1: That's so, right. Sure. Uh, get to the patreon.com slash Lore Boys. Uh, reality is ending, people. So you better get going, but <laughs> better get your subscription going before reality ends. We've got all your flat
2: Earth. We've got all your birds. Anything yeah, you yeah. need right there yeah, on yeah. On, on, well, on the Patreon tier. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, the Earth is round. It's just deflated at the moment. hasn't right. been. We've got to blow yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's inside a dome to keep us safe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, beautiful.
2: So, Cemetery Wind, I guess coming back here. Cemetery Wind was in cahoots with a Cybertronian bounty hunter named Lockdown. Um, he's, uh, like, a bounty had been placed on Optimus Prime by the Quintessons, who we do talk about in an older episode, who are the alien race who actually created the Transformers as the slave race of, of robots, right. basically. Like, so KSI are the second people to make, <laughs> make, <laughs> make, make wedding drones, basically. Yeah. The Quintessons <laughs> made the original wedding drone. Okay, okay. gotcha. Yeah uh if his dialogue wasn't so bad uh lockdown would be a great villain because again it's another it's another little plastic dinosaur bone down in the fucking dirt where the third party bounty hunter who hates the decepticons hates the autobots he's just there for a paycheck basically and he's just like cleaning up the mess that like a nonsensical war that has lasted at this point thousands of years has caused basically yeah So, And another cool detail is, like, Autobots in the films, all their eyes are blue. All the Decepticons' eyes are red. Uh, Lockdown's eyes are green, which is a neat kind of artistic detail, like, very deep in there. In the car Um, world,
0: that means go.
1: That's
2: true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, red means stop. Blue means slow down. Green means go. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. yeah. Me, colorblind, and I don't wear my glasses in my car. That's how I do it. Yeah, that's how you get
0: killed by a drone from a transformer. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, with the help of Marky Mark, Wahlberg, lockdown, and Cemetery Wind are defeated, and our final and very brief retcon here comes from the fifth film, The Last Night, and we did touch on it earlier. Uh, as it happens, Transformers we did touch on last
1: night earlier. <laughs> Trans- <laughs> Transformers
2: Knights, like, and they look like they're made of kind of like uh, degraded copper. That again, the character design in, in the fifth film is great. The kind of ancient Cybertronians look very cool. Transformers Knights were on Earth in the fifth century and okay. gave Merlin, real guy, a staff that could control a mechanical three-headed dragon called Dragonstorm. Which helped King Arthur, which we have an episode about, who is not mm-hmm. a real man, defeat the Anglo-Saxons. Cool. Also,
1: a secret Wait. Illuminati... Like, did King Arthur fight the Anglo-Saxons, or did he fight the Romans? Uh, he allegedly... I mean, he's not real.
2: Allegedly, <laughs> he's like an Anglo-Roman guy. Okay. Yeah. And the Anglo-Saxons were the, the barbarians of... whatever. The barbarians yeah. of this episode, basically. Uh, so, also, a secret kind of, like, Illuminati Freemason society that Anthony Hopkins works for in the fifth movie was set up after Archibald Witwicky discovered Megatron in the Arctic, and they started calling themselves the Witwickians. And I think in the fifth film, they, like, Anthony Hopkins has, like, a fucking portrait of Shia LaBeouf in his office, and <laughs> it's, like, on the, like, Cybertronian round table that he has in his, like <laughs> like, like, gigantic... In, in like gigantic british estate where where that's where the, the world war one tank transformer is as well uh, who does not say anything he transforms and like kind of bumbles around it's just like Bumblebee. wouldn't it be neat if there were transformers in world war one this is what they would look like sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> exactly. finally in the fifth film transformers the last night which no one should watch it is over three hours long one of the most convoluted and stupid films i've ever seen in my life. Uh, Megatron is no longer Galvatron, right? He is no longer made of Transformium. He just inexplicably calls himself Megatron again and once again turns into some kind of alien spaceship. He cool. just tur- He's just an evil robot It turns into nothing, basically. Love it. Just because. Yeah, just because he's just back. So, yeah, finally, it turns out Earth isn't even a planet, guys. Turns out the reason all these previous plot contrivances that we've had have been centered on Earth is because Earth is actually the gigantic and dormant body of Unicron, the transforming planet villain. Like basically, I mean, other than I guess the Fallen, the Transformers universes version of Satan. I guess because he is like the destroyer of the universe. Earth is Satan, and just like an universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you called it out unknowingly earlier ethan so there's two for two or two for this episode that unicron is reactivated ancient alien style by bringing merlin's staff to stonehenge
1: Stonehenge. oh, oh boy yeah. you, you knew it was going to have factor somewhere they're dealing with pyramids. Yeah. stonehenge is number two on that list exactly yeah.
2: so that's it that is the mess that is the michael bay transformers and i have been your host peter o'donohue you can find me at loreboys podcast on instagram the first five pages well, not the first five pages but five pages of my comic are currently available over there if you want to check it out uh they're in black and white and uh otherwise get into discord
0: which is linked below lads yeah Yeah, i agree discord 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 that's where we hang out
1: there is a discord link below if you guys uh want to do us a favor and tweet about us or share us on facebook or uh put us out on social media we'd appreciate it um you could also just tell people you know about us or, or leave us reviews on iTunes. Uh, it means a lot to the show and to the show's numbers and how we do. Um, and we'd appreciate it. And we'd thank you for it. Uh, and if you guys want to support the show financially, uh, Peter mentioned it, or Jamie mentioned it earlier, we have a uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash the boys, where you can support the show and keep the lights on. Um, and we'll, we give you like a few bonuses, like the loser titles and the the script and the bonus audio and a year's almost a year's worth of bonus audio um so yeah if you want to check it out patreon.com slash the lore boys for that yep um and we did mention it earlier reality is ending uh of <laughs> course 2023 just like the mayans predicted uh reality is going to just untether itself luckily we found a loophole uh, we do need some lore boys primers out there to uh, to help us out with uh, making sure that the uh, pyramids are activated. That Stonehenge has got its staff. So uh, if you guys could just take your staff out out to uh, out to Stonehenge, take your staff out at Stonehenge, that'd be great. Um, you know, if there's any like weird rocks near you too, just go like pray near them and uh, give us money through Lore Boys Premium seventy nine ninety nine a month, <laughs> and we're pretty sure that you'll be good yeah, once yeah. reality ends. Should so. I mean, it should be fine, honestly. Yeah. Oh, one uh, uh
0: one last thing. <gasps> that's oh. ten,
1: baby. Oh, it's it eleven.
0: I, I tossed one in there. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to steal
1: my explosion. That's a Yeah. Come on. And you, you tried to steal his tenth explosion too. That's like so presumptuous of you. That's it. boys transforming. What is that noise? Is that like a noise? I have the added legal defense of not having a brother who's going to air my criminal (laughs) offense on the internet. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.